0: This is Wildfire, the B2B under-30 podcast on market scale. Here, B2B's youngest stars share the ideas, concepts, and innovations that are catching fire in the fastest-growing markets. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. And on today's retail episode of Wildfire, we're joined by B. Doheny, founder of Beats. For her, beads started in high school as a crafty, relatively science-accurate gift for her friends as they parted ways for college. Fast forward to today, and Bee's bracelet has evolved into a company with international reach that hosts numerous styles of space-themed jewelry, runs a college rep program, and has gotten in the hands of influencers from Bill Nye to ISS astronaut Scott Kelly sat down with us on today's Wildfire episode to share her journey from bedroom to business, the importance of having a mentor on your side, marketing tips on building a brand based around wonder and fun, and how creating a community around your product is the simplest but most effective choice of all. We're also starting something new with Wildfire. Our mission is to elevate emerging professionals in their industries, and we felt it was time to do the same for emerging artists as well, spotlighting musicians on our platform. At the end of today's episode, we'll get to hear Dallas-based producer Potzi and his remix of Gwen Stefani's Hella Good. Till then, let's dive into the interview. How are you doing today, B?
1: am doing good. Thanks so much for having me on the show today, Daniel.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to dive into your really cool, unique brand of jewelry. Uh, And I know you're expanding and doing like earrings and stuff now. Um, Have you got a lot on the horizon?
1: (laughs) As always. I mean, with having space as my inspiration for all my products, there are so many different things I can do and the possibilities are endless. So I'm always brainstorming new products.
0: (laughs) Always looking to the stars.
1: Mm hmm. always. (laughs) Always looking up,
0: both literally and literally and figuratively, (laughs) right? (laughs) Love it. Okay, so I want to know first. I mean, we went to school together, um, and we both graduated at the same time. Mm -hmm. And you got to graduate college and immediately devote yourself full time to your business, and that must be (laughs) a really cool feeling.
1: Yeah, it was. It was really cool. I didn't have to. I don't know, dive into the job search and start handing out resumes and getting cups of coffee for interviews all over the place. I just lucky you. <laughs> yeah, I just kind of dove in and kept doing what I was doing. So, yeah, five days after graduation, I moved out to San Diego. So that's where I've been running my business full time right now.
0: I love that. And so you started it obviously while you were in school and it went from a hobby to a business. Uh, and now it's it's full time. you know, it's growing, expanding. You've got people really excited about it. So let's just start at square one. How did you even conceive the idea for Astronobeads? Uh <laughs> what what about it made you passionate and um how did you see it grow from something you did, you know, in in your dorm room to being this this international business?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's actually kind of fun thinking back on how it all started. Um it really did all just start as a hobby. I personally am super creative. I'm always making different art projects and handing out different creative things to friends as gifts. And um, the cool thing about it all started with my solar system bracelet, and it actually started during my senior year of high school. Wow. So Really
0: early starter. Yes,
1: yeah, so I guess it was really like, I don't know, four or five years ago is when it all s- like stemmed. Um, but yeah, I've always been super weirdly geeky about space, and I've just been fascinated about all of the mysteries out there. So when I made my first solar system bracelet and gave it out to friends, um, I wrote a little note that said, whenever you look at your solar system bracelet, remember, I think you're out of this world. And Love it. Yeah, it was super fun. All my friends loved wearing them. And I gave them out before we all went off to college. So it was the senior year before we all moved away. Um, And yeah, then I kind of got swept up with school at Mizzou. As you know, freshman year was kind of crazy, a lot of new things. And I was still trying to figure out what I wanted to study and I don't know what my path would be. So sophomore year of college was when I decided to bring back those bracelet ideas because there's not really anything like the solar system bracelets online. And mine had a really unique wrap bracelet feel to it. And um, I don't know, I just felt they're pretty trendy and would stand out online. And I love photography. So I was really excited to start building kind of a community around the ideas. So I reached out to an entrepreneurship professor. And he saw a huge potential in AstronoBeads and helped me create a website and set me up with a mentor to talk about how I was going to market them. And um, I launched my website on Earth Day in 2016 in April. And I have not stopped since. I've just been expanding to different products and trying to reach more and more people online. And um, it's been a really neat learning experience while still being a college student.
0: Yeah. I mean, the the fact that you were able to grow from you know, from a high school gift to this big business is, yeah. is really inspirational. I mean, it definitely goes to show that <laughs> if you have a good idea, buckling down and going for it um, pays off. And that's awesome. And so I, that's true. I heard you mention that you had a mentor. Can you tell me a bit about yes. uh, who your mentor was and some of the biggest um, life lessons or business lessons you learned from them?
1: Yes. So, While I was launching my business, I had two different types of mentors. So Greg Beer is an entrepreneurship professor. And he was the first one who listened to my ideas. He was kind of like almost a shark tank judge where you go in there, you pitch the business and he's like, uh, I don't think so. Or, okay, like, let's go with this. Like, I think you've got something here. So he was the person who really, um, I don't know, saw a light in what I had and helped me... He kind of gave me that kick to put it out there. So, Greg also connected me to so many different people in our college's entrepreneurship community. And, um, my like marketing mentor, um, her name was Sarah Crawford, and she helped me create the website and get the social media pages going. So, we really formulated all the ideas into. Little messages and masterpieces before the launch on Earth Day. So, those two are the ones that I oh, I'm so grateful for in those beginning phases of really helping me see Astrono beads come to life, and I could have not done it without them for sure.
0: Yeah, it's it's great to have someone backing you in your corner that that gives you that inspiration and mm-hmm. sort of allows you to feel confident about what you're doing. I mean, I think having a mentor.
1: Yeah, it's so important. Uh-huh. It's so
0: important. Yeah. It, so like, I, I don't know, I guess with um, with both of them, what was maybe like one life lesson that you drew out of their experience that you wanted to implement into the way that you handled your business?
1: Mm. Um. Sarah is brilliant and she is a phenomenal writer. And I looked up to her in a lot of ways on how she's able to listen to all these ideas coming out. And help me formulate them into plans or formulate them into like a really powerful message behind a product. So I really learned a lot from her and I view her as a huge role model. Um, the neat thing about Sarah is not only was she a business mentor to me, but also just a great friend through it all because I don't know, running a business in college, I was trying to balance so much and there were plenty of highs and exciting things going on, but then also plenty of lows where At some points, I was like, what am I even doing? Like, is entrepreneurship good for me? (laughs) Like, I don't know. I was just trying to do a lot at once. I had a lot of classes and I was studying at some points. I was trying to send out orders to customers. And then also, I wanted to spend time with my friends in college and just be stupid. So it was a lot to balance. And Sarah was always there to listen to me and be just a good friend um, whenever... I don't know. Times were tough, or times were great.
0: Right. No. Yeah. That's that's great. Even even just having someone to give you that emotional support is much needed.
1: Oh, exactly. Yeah. Because I mean, we're all not robots.
0: Right. Right. <laughs> right. Even if even if we'd like to be robots on the efficiency side of things, we have exactly. these we have these annoying things called emotions that uh, really are <laughs> a huge inconvenience. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's super real. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right. Right. Uh, okay. So. What I love about astrono beads is that at the core of it is a surprising amount of accuracy to, you know, from the distance between the planets uh, on your solar system bracelet to Mm -hmm. the scale of them, that they're pretty representative of an overall size. So was it it part of your mission to create a piece of fashion that also was a learning lesson and in such an integrated way? Was that sort of, was that at the core of what you wanted to do or did that sort of happen after the fact?
1: Yeah. So, well, our mission, uh, yeah, oh, I love that question. Um, it like gets me my heart jumping because I get so excited about it. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, the solar system bracelet, I mean, the Beads mission is to wear and share the love of the cosmos. So it truly is that learning tool where, I mean, you should see how many people will stop me on the street and see my bracelet and be like, is that the solar system? Or it's it's just such a funky piece of jewelry and a great conversation starter. So I love when either I or I see somebody else stretch out their bracelet and have the person across from them have to go through and name the planets. Um, It's just fun. And I don't know, we've all learned it so long ago, but it's so relevant and fun to talk about, especially as we learn more and more about our solar system and the universe we live in. So I, I love that aspect to it, where I really... Gets that curiosity in everybody's brain open, and um, people talk about space. (laughs) That's the best part.
0: (laughs) I I love that. I mean, what about the cosmos really interested you, and and why did you want to bring that mystery and that? um, You know, this cosmos are so huge. Like, what about that? Mm -hmm. What about that made you want to take that and turn it into small scale, something people could wear and share?
1: Right. I think. One of the biggest things that really inspires me is how much we don't know, but then also how much us as a human species are like, we're figuring it all out together. Like, all these different countries have different space programs, and we all speak different languages, and we're all, I don't know, we have our different disputes and like things we get along with and don't get along with. But at the end of the day, like, we're all just trying to figure it all out. So I think that just, connectivity aspect to it all, I really love. And I love how it doesn't matter where you are on Earth. Like we all like wake up to the sun every day and go to sleep with the moon at night and we look up to a sky full of stars. And so I love I just love that aspect. I love how and people from all over the world have seen my products online because it's so neat how the internet's able to connect us all together too. And I really like how it brings the world together.
0: Yeah, I, I love that just the core of the product itself is something that everyone can relate to, you know, like.
1: Exactly. Yeah, that's the, the huge inspiration. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And so, like, anyone can wear it and feel some sort of personal connection to it because yes. everyone has a different a different personal association with what the stars mm-hmm. or, you know, the, the idea of the mystery of the cosmos like means to them. Mm-hmm. Some people are frightened by it. Some people are inspired by it. But being able to condense it, turn it into some beads, put it on your bracelet. It's kind of a nice reminder that that like we're we're small in a giant universe, but you yes. can also take yeah. the universe and personalize it and like make it small to you and, you know, like a little more accessible.
1: Yeah, there's a beautiful quote that explains that exact idea, and it's called The Pale Blue Dot, and it's by Carl Sagan, a really famous astronomer and author, and I agree. that, was, And I have a necklace that's called The Pale Blue Dot Necklace. And then the solar system bracelet, I always get the feels on that same idea too, because it's such a big concept to have on your wrist, but it's also empowering to have. You're like, okay, we're small. But like, there's a big world out there. My worry—I don't need to be too worried about whatever's going on right now. I can right. just take a deep breath and like, it's gonna be okay. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. No, I, I totally feel that. I mean, it's it's an important reminder to have. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm actually on your website right now. Oh, I'm cool. scrolling through all your products. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm probably gonna buy one of these when I'm done. <laughs> but um, no, let me know. I'll send you I've, one. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I, I will take that up. Okay. Um, cool. So, so, yeah, I I love all the different kinds of, you know, sort of uh, monuments to space that you you bring down to the small level. I mean, from solar eclipses mm-hmm. to Jupiter and its moons to, like you said, your pale blue dot necklace. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, how do you find inspiration for different things in space to turn into jewelry and – um, how did you make sure that the, especially on your solar system bracelet, mm-hmm. that the distances and the sizes were were accurate? You know, I, I think that's such a cool part about uh, the bracelet in and of itself.
1: Yeah, the, so you're right. I'm always inspired by different things. And you're right, a solar eclipse, that was a good product to put out, especially because that was a huge, exciting time back in August when right. I think the next solar eclipse... Doesn't happen for another. Actually, there's another one happening in tw- happening in 2024 in the United States. But I don't know. They don't come around every week. Yeah, right. So it's really cool. That's another aspect where everybody comes together to look up at the sky at those points, and oh, it just gets me so excited. I love those different times. Um, um, so anyway, that's solar eclipse. But solar system. So solar system is. It's not exact. It does show all of the planets and it has also the asteroid belt in our solar system all laid out there. It's an artistic representation. Um, it does show how the first four terrestrial planets are a lot closer to the sun. Cool. And then the four gas giants, the Jovian planets are a lot farther. Um, if it, if I did do the exact distances, I think it would maybe be like, an eight or nine wrap bracelet just because of how far those gas giants are from the sun. But um, I mean, I'm open to it. I might make, make a product with that one day, but for right now it's just a creative artistic representation.
0: Sure, but even even in that creativity like there's still some level of realism to it, which is cool oh, you know
1: definitely it yeah. gives
0: it gives people a chance to conceptualize to a degree like oh yeah, check mm-hmm. it out like these are so much closer compared to these guys like when you when you wrap it around your wrist you get to see all the little beads and it's mm-hmm. colorful but then when you expand yes. it out it's like you really
1: you can grasp it yeah exactly. right exactly like, okay like that's where Saturn's in between. Jupiter and Uranus. Yeah. So right. it's cool how you can um, see it right there. And honestly, it's like a little cheat sheet on your wrist for kids that are learning. For sure. The planets. They, they had that on their wrist in class. Um, but yeah, I I love quizzing people on the planets. I think it's a really fun way to, um, I don't know, just learn more and get that refresher. And our solar system is beautiful. Like there are so many vibrant colors And, um, it's, I had a really fun time picking out the beads for each planet.
0: Yeah. That is another interesting aspect for the beads themselves. Did you, uh, like how did you get the beads to look so close to the actual planets? Were those custom made?
1: (laughs) I said, I went planet hunting as what I like to say. (laughs) I just went all around town or I looked online to try to find the beads that I thought best represented the planets and also fit my vibe of what I wanted the bracelet to look like. And um, that's how it all kind of came to life. So yeah, just a lot of testing and retesting. And I'm really happy with the design right now. I love the sun bead. And I love the Neptune bead on how those two kind of... Um, when you wrap it around your wrist, those two kind of sit next to each other. On the wrap bracelet, and I love like the bright, vibrant orange, and then the cobalt blue. So, those are just two little things. I'm like a big color snob. I love colors.
0: <laughs> no color, color is so underrated. So many people just don't don't grasp the power of m- having a matching outfit. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> being able to condense that to bead yeah, bead level, right. making sure that you've got all the right colors. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, that's super important. I agree.
1: <laughs> I think I got a lot of it from my mom. Um, growing up. Our entire house was, like, our living room is bright orange. Our dining room is yellow. Our basement is lime green. <laughs> like I What a
0: combo. I <laughs> think
1: I get a lot of my color inspiration from my mom.
0: <laughs> so you mentioned that, like, kind of as an aside, but that kids sort of, you know, use the, um, the bracelet as a little cheat sheet when they're learning the planets. And that kind of got me thinking, <laughs> was the mission to, I guess, when, when you were creating um, Astrona beads. did you have an idea that maybe it could make its way into the education space? And how have you mm-hmm. seen this jewelry um, actually be maybe like praised by teachers and educators as a fun and cool way to learn about the solar system?
1: Yeah. Um, I've had a lot of parents buy bracelets around Christmas time for their kids. Um, and I've also had, I sold at the Texas science teacher conference in October and so that was a really neat way to engage and collaborate with teachers and how they might be able to use these bracelets in their classrooms or even if the teachers just want to wear a fun piece of jewelry and when they talk about space with their kids they can pass it around. Um, I also taught at in a second grade classroom. My roommate in college was an education program and she was student teaching and when they went over the space lesson. I came in and talked about how you can infuse art in science, and um, we all made bracelets together and talked about the earth, moon, and sun, and um, that was a really neat way to, I don't know, make science really enjoyable and a fun thing for kids and how having creativity infused with it, that's where all the magic happens. <laughs> Um, yeah, but you're right. It's been really fun engaging with different markets. And the beauty of beads is there are so many different markets to tap into. Personally, right now, our targeted market is more of the adventurous, I would say, women 18 to 24, love photography and kind of more of the trendy hipsters who like to wear um, bracelets infused with a story, handmade jewelry. Um, and uh, that's been a really cool way because that's kind of the vibe on our Instagram and having creating a community around that. But then you're right. I mean, then I've also tapped into the education scene and sold at the science teacher conferences. So there's a lot of different routes to take, which in every area, I learn something new about my brand.
0: Yeah. Well, and what I love is that it appeals to... You know, like geeky lovers of the cosmos too um mm-hmm. you know like it's such a yes. it's such a multifaceted thing and that gets me to yeah. to some of the really creative marketing uh that you've done with your product and the way that it's caught on in that science realm uh i mean i know that you've had Astronaut Scott Kelly from the International Space Station wear your jewelry. Mm-hmm. Um, you got it in the hands of Bill Nye. You had um, yeah. You had Star Talk post about it, uh, which is Neil deGrasse Tyson's and Bill Nye's talk show on on space and science. And I mean, what a, what a perfect mix of things to uh, come together <laughs> like that. So, how did you get? your product in the hands of those people. What sort of creative marketing and branding methods did you take to get them excited about your product?
1: Yeah, um so you're right. Those huge names in science, they are some of my like I'm big fans of them. And so I've listened to Star Talk, that podcast, a lot in high school and in college. And when I started up my business, I don't know, I just I might I'm a marketer, so I just started sending out a bunch of emails and I call them shot in the darks where I will send a direct message or an email and just kind of tell. Sometimes it's the marketing manager of a company or I'm talking to somebody's personal assistant, but all I'm saying is, Hey, like I'm a student and I created this handmade jewelry all inspired by space. I'm a huge fan of so and so. I'd love to send you guys. A package of bracelets. Um, Thanks for all you're doing and um, keep looking up or I don't know, just something like simple and as giving as that. And to my surprise, usually it catches on. And I mean, who doesn't love free stuff usually, but it's all about how you approach it. Um, I became really good friends with the social media manager of Star Talk, And she loved my product so much that she started the conversation to start carrying them in their e-commerce store. Some people go on startalk.com to listen to the podcast. They can also shop around and see what's up in their online store. So that was a really neat way to get in with that community of those StarTalk listeners cuz that is truly that geeky niche market of a lot of people who would love wearing these bracelets. So that's how I got connected with StarTalk and then that's how my bracelet was in the hands of Neil deGrasse Tyson because they gave him one before one of his talk shows. So that was really neat. And then I met him the following May when he was in St. Louis for a show. So yeah, it was super fun, (laughs) like meeting some of these people and just kind of sharing what I'm doing and applauding them for what they're doing and inspiring people like me.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I appreciate that you sent this stuff out for free and, and, you know, kind of understood the power of making it feel like, I mean, like in a way you were doing them a, a favor, right? It's like, Hey, check this out. Like I'm, I'm gifting you this really cool product and I'd love for you to be a part of this community because we, 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 represent a lot of the things that you love yeah. and, and yeah, you're really placing a lot of power on people feeling like they're part of something when they have the bracelet.
1: Mm Hmm. Yes, exactly. I love that community aspect to it all, and I think we've been doing a good job of fostering that online and keeping our customers engaged, and like keeping them up to date on what's going on and um, different like space updates and different cool photos of customers wearing their products all over the world. So I think you're right. That's the the bigger picture of it. Just being bracelets, it it is bigger than just bracelets. It's you're joining in on the community of being curious and creative and um, sharing the messages of these products with the people that you're around. Like almost every customer that's wearing a product, they are an influencer, you know, like they're a model walking up and down the street wherever they are.
0: Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Feeling like they're they're part of that brand and they're getting to show, show it off and um, almost be like a... Like a team player, right? Like, hey, check it out. I'm, I'm going to rep this and, and yeah. uh, help out Astrono beads, and also just like, I want to be part of this community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's really important.
1: Because that, yeah, that's where the best, um, those are the best connections. Like word of mouth marketing is the best type of referrals and more um, engagement and getting people exposed to the brand is when you hear it through a friend. You know, you're like, oh, like my friend has that. Like, I like my friend. Like, I want to see what those bracelets are about. So word of mouth marketing is honestly where I've gotten gained so much traction from because I started my business on a college campus and everyone's always wondering what everyone's wearing in college and word can travel fast on a campus. So that's why we created our college rep program to start bringing on more reps on dif- in different schools all over the U.S to start wearing and sharing the love of the cosmos in different spots.
0: Wow, see, I didn't even know about that. That's super cool. Um, how, how has that gone for you? Have you noticed that you know, people on college campuses really are are wanting to rep this brand? And how have you made bead sort of a, a brand that is worthy of, of repping, you know, and, and wanting to be a part of that team on more of a, a business side?
1: Yeah, so I guess you're right. It kind of goes back to that community feel and how, um, I don't know, a lot of people out there are really inspired and they would love to be repping the brand. And, and it's really good experience, too. Like, even if you you can get creative in your own way on your own campus to spread the word. So we sent out an application in March, I believe, and we had over 50 responses from students all over the nation in the few internationally. We had one in Australia and one in Canada, I'm pretty sure. So that was really cool. Um, And it was amazing reading some of these responses and how fired up everybody was to help wear and share the love of the cosmos on their own campus. So the Astrono team and I decided to go through all of the applications and feel out, okay, like, Who do we think would be a good fit for us? We tried to also strategically choose um, people who weren't from the same school. So we would have like one rep in this region, one rep in that region, just to kind of spread it out. So it was amazing. And when you would read some of these responses and see how passionate people were, it just like I was full of so much love and joy that I don't know, people were so ready to give their time and to help um, share this mission with. Their friends and circle of friends. And, um, it's been a, it's been fun for me too, because I've had to get creative with it. And we made coupon codes for all of those reps where they'll be able to give out discounts to their friends on their campus for more of an incentive to want to purchase online and check it out online. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been fun. The college reps, they've been working hard for the past few months and we might bring on some more in the fall. We'll see how it goes.
0: Very cool. Yeah. I mean, it's an easy product to market, which helps, you know, people I think are going to be intrinsically just very, uh, very excited about wanting to share it out. And yeah, it's, it's like turning, turning an exciting thing into a business and then having other people you'd be almost like naturally want to promote the business is, is powerful for sure. So I think at the core of all this is that you had the ability to take this hobby and turn it into a full-time business, and now you're getting to devote all your energy into expanding it, into being creative, finding new ways to get it in front of people, create new products. I mean, yeah, you're, you're really getting to expand this to the next level. And I think a lot of people would love to know, how did you turn that hobby into a business? What was your secret sauce, and how would you... Encourage others to do the same?
1: Yeah. um, Oh, I like that question. So, for me, the fun thing about it is it truly all started from fun. I love space and I love art. So, when I blended both of those together, that's what kind of had the momentum inside of me where I was able to keep going and I don't know, innovate new ideas. And I love marketing as well. And I love photography and connecting with people online. So, The beauty of it all is it kind of was able to blend a lot of my talents together. And if I were to give any advice to somebody thinking about running with an idea they have is, yeah, just truly listening to what brings you joy and things you're really good at. And without a doubt, you'll be able to come up with something that you'll be proud of. And you'll learn so much by actually doing. You know, like I've learned so much from getting out there and running this business on my own. And some of that I could never learn in a classroom or in a textbook. I really just had to get out there and try it, see what I've got and try it all that I know. Right.
0: Yeah, no. I, and I I love that. I think at, at the end of the day, you're going to be successful at something if, I mean, more so than even if you're good at it, if you are passionate about it and willing to devote yourself to growing while you do it.
1: Yeah, and like you don't have to know everything. I don't know everything at all. I'm so open to still be learning and I like get coffee from people smart with people who are a lot smarter than me all the time and I love being in environments where I'm not the smartest one in the room. I'm never the smartest one in the room. So, like just kind of surrounding yourself with those go-getters and people in similar fields where you're constantly learning. Like, yeah, I'm out of college, but it's going to be a lifelong of learning um, what's going on and adapting to change and innovating to whatever's next.
0: Right. Well, hey, I think that adaptability is helping you succeed. So props.
1: Yeah, I hope so. (laughs) Uh,
0: You know, I'm really excited to see where um, AstronoBeats goes next. I know you've got a lot of cool stuff in store and you're – you're coming up with awesome new products every day. I mean, the, the fact that the fact that you have such a giant field for inspiration must feel good.
1: Yep, right. <laughs> Biggest field out there.
0: <laughs> well, again, B, I want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast and giving us your insight on turning a hobby into a business and how you're really trying to build a community around your product and the importance of that. And um, yeah, what what makes you passionate about the cosmos? I think it's It's always cool.
1: Yeah, Daniel, thank you. It was a pleasure chatting with you, and hopefully someone out there is gaining a little insight from this or a little inspiration, who knows? Uh, But yeah, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah, of course, anytime. And thank you for listening to today's episode of Wildfire, and if you'd like to hear other episodes or some of our other podcasts, you can head to marketscale.com industries and subscribe to previous episodes, video content, and articles from your favorite industries. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. And now, for our featured song of the episode, here's Potsey's remix of Hella Good. Enjoy.